Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, boy. Jeanette is hmm? in the Dominican domicile in Orlando with Mommy. Mommy has given her her chore for the day. Again, this is every time Jeanette's on the air in the month of January while she is staying with Mommy in Orlando. She has to do a chore on air because if Jeanette's going to be on the phone for two hours on the show, then Jeanette better damn uh, commit to doing something for the household uh, up there. She literally just came up to me and said, I already have tomorrow's chore. (laughs) Now, now. Now, what I will say in your defense, Jeanette, is I have just put the stipulation of this happening um, when you're on the show. Uh, you're you're on next Wednesday. Um, now, now, mommy is taking advantage of the situation, which uh, is hilarious. I, I told her no. I still have three jobs to work. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not uh, on the phone man. for hours. I'm not talking. This Mr. Is Hurts great. is just talking. This so. is great. So it is. This part is of, terrible. It's he part of our new segment, me. Jeanette Javier's January on-air chore. Job one yesterday was only half done, apparently, which was weeding the backyard. Which T- was news to me. <laughs> uh, job two today is folding the plastic shopping bags that have accumulated in the Dominican domicile. Because, uh, again, you never know when you need to use them for a, uh, a bathroom garbage can or a dog poop. And so where are we at now with your uh, your chore, Jeanette? Well, yeah, Ken, uh, looking here on the field, <laughs> the basket has, there's a dent. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Bravo has entered the conversation onto bags on the field. So has Ross, and so has a receipt from December 26, 2020, where I bought with my debit card uh, calendars at 50% off. So wait. Uh, Good this advice means, and an uninspirational one. This means that we are closing in on two years worth of plastic shopping bags based on the receipt. Two full years, two calendar years, no pun yeah. intended, of of shopping bags in this pile, in this basket that you have been tasked with folding during the show. Yeah, this one is from the outlets in uh, 2020. <laughs> oh, so, man. Going straight down memory lane here. That is phenomenal. Uh, we've been discussing whether or not the Bills and Bengals should actually play their game, uh, finish up their Monday night game. There are playoff implications um, if or if not played. I, 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 what am I even saying? My English is terrible. There are playoff implications. If the game is played and if the game isn't played. There we go. Uh, so the Chiefs right now hold the one seed in the AFC. But if the Bills and Bengals play and the Bills win, then and the Bills win out, the Bills would be the one seed. Um, there are implications for whether or not the Bengals would leapfrog the Bills for the two seed. The Bengals would be eliminated from contention for the one seed if they don't. Uh, make up the game from Monday. They don't resume the game from Monday. There's a lot on the line, especially considering that uh, the the Bills, a uh, number one seed would mean a lot to them with the bye and the path to the Super Bowl going through Buffalo because where have they been tripped up the last two years? That's Kansas City on the road. Um, where have they played excellent in the playoffs? Buffalo at home. The Bengals, though, they've shown that they can navigate the road waters to get to the Super Bowl like they did last year. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? Like I don't think they necessarily are overly concerned where they play, but there's 
as you can see, a lot on the line if this game doesn't get played because it throws off winning percentages because the Bills and Bengals will have played one last game. Uh, the Bengals will end up just being handed the NFC North, uh, AFC North title if this game isn't played. So there's a lot going on. Should they play this game? Should the Bills and Bengals play this game? I say no, because ultimately, when you're talking about the merits of these three teams, they should be able to handle whatever's thrown at them in the postseason, if they are indeed that good. And we've been hearing how good they are and uh, their qualifications for uh, being a a Super Bowl contender. I think the right thing to do is just say, we're not going to play this game. We don't need to play this game. Make sure everybody's mentally right. Let's not push the playoffs back a week and then force the Bills and Bengals to be the only two teams that play on a uh, a one-week rest while every other team in the playoffs is playing on a two-week rest. I don't think that's fair either. I like the idea of getting rid of the bye week between the AFC-NFC title weekend and the Super Bowl. But other than that, you're doing the Bills and Bengals a disservice if that's your plan, and you're doing them a disservice And well, why don't you play Thursday? Because then that's a short week from their Week 18 game after they played Monday. Obviously, it was a short amount of time, but then they went through, for some of them, the most traumatic experience of their lives on that field. I just don't see the point in playing the game. I think the, the pros of not playing the game outweigh the cons of not playing the game. Does that, does that, does, does that sort of sum it up a little bit cleaner? Yes, but it also comes down to what's more important here. Is it a football game or is it about caring about your brother about on the field? But right. they, they but they care about both. I mean, yeah, why why, why are you both. splitting that down the middle? You just are you're telling somebody to pick a side. This isn't what this is about. You can't just pick a side and if say I care about my brother. Both, there is a way to honor both. They're currently doing it right now and they're currently trying to find a way to do it right now. Yes, I agree that the what did you say the Cons outweigh the pros. The, the pros of pl- not playing the game outweigh the cons of not playing the I, game. I agree. You know, I agree with that. Yeah, and I think I know what necessarily said. And I think I do too. I I, and and I, I agree with that. But I think if there was a way to prove to people that obviously they cared about Demar Hamlin in the utmost sincerity, and they had a chance to go play for the one seed, every single player in that locker room would say, "Line it the hell up. This is what we do." Demar Hamlin would say, "Line it the hell up." To pick a side and say. Do I care more about him than I do the football game? What are we doing? You can't do that. That, that, that it's unfair. Should the Bills and Bengals? You end have up, a point, Stone. You and, have a point. And, and and I see it as well. But again, like it, nothing's going to be perfect with this, right? There's uh, no, no hell. There's no. no obvious perfect decision, no brainer. But what I think is, I, and again, I think it goes to where your personality lies. Like I, I err on the side of caution. I'm also very soft. I understand that. But I err on the side of empathy. Of taking. More than enough time than you need before you have to go back into the into the bleep, right? Uh, and I think, mm-hmm. Jeanette, you're probably in the same spot as me, but I think when we have this conversation, Jeanette, you can tell who played Division One college football here and who didn't. The didn't uh, being you and I. And it's so fun. It's not funny, but it's ironic that Stone is on one opposite end where um, he played D1 mm-hmm. football. And I have and a well. very personal... Yeah. Uh, and I have a very personal issue. With the situation. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, so and that's if, a good point. you have both extremes here, and you can obviously tell with how much we've disagreed with each other on this, but that's, to me, I think is the biggest thing here. Stone played the game. I know somebody very personally who has passed. Right. And, and, and what Jeanette is referencing, just so everybody is is caught up here, so... 
the term you've heard, commotio cordis, which is um, the, I think, probably the leading hypothetical theory as to what happened to Mar Hamlin, taking the, uh, the hit to the chest that would have thrown off the electrical rhythm to his heart and caused him to go into cardiac arrest. Uh, Jeanette's stepbrother suffered that after being electrocuted doing pool work and actually passed away because of it. So Jeanette has firsthand uh, seen the effects, the the most uh, devastating effect of this very rare heart condition that is a leading contender for what ultimately happened to DeMar Hamlin on the field on Monday night. Stone playing the game, and then there's me. I'm lucky that I have sheltered myself from all of the um, the scary things in the world, and I've led a very lucky and uh, privileged life. Should the Bills and Bengals resume the game? Should they play the game? Should they finish what they started Monday night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go back to the phones. And let's go to Tony in West Palm. What's up, Tone? What up, what up? First off, nothing but positive thoughts for DeMar Hamlin. Amen. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, second off, Happy New Year's to y'all. Happy New Year, brother. Jeanette, ponte a trabajar porque mami te va a tener pelando plátano ya mismo. No, no, oye, esto es una vaina. Esto es una vaina. Stone, you want yeah, to translate know, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what they were saying there was it's uh, mm. uh-huh. mm. ah. no, that, uh, that, 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 that yeah, was, exactly, that, exactly. That was a good bit right there. <laughs> right, yo, just so um, I mean, what I'm what I'm gonna say is like this. I mean, in a per- and I'm gonna be straight. You know how I do. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, we would all love to see everybody be able to have time, be able to get healthy, and be able to run it back and do all that great stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? That'd be beautiful. Re- reality is it's a business and reality is it's going to move forward. I'm I'm actually surprised that anybody would use the words morals and integrity when we're talking about the NFL shoe. <laughs> we already know point. how we already know how they get down, you know what I mean? <laughs> Y'all could do a whole month uh-huh. of episodes on that uh-huh. uh, and probably even more. All right. So anyway, moving forward, I'm surprised they didn't have a they weren't, you know, about to do a concert and everything, you know what I mean? Cuz the NFL style like that. That's how I see mm-hmm. it. But so they're gonna. Uh, what I think is how homie said before. If if the if the if they're gonna call it no contest, it is what it is. Um, if the if the players say they don't want to play it, you know what I mean. It is what it is as well. Uh, they should respect that. But I also side with Stone because, I mean, literally, I could give you different situ- situations, but I'm gonna give you PG. Huh? I remember being at KOD one one night, right? And mm-hmm. we at KOD, oh we beat. <laughs> You could have given hey, me yo. 57 guesses of where this story was going to start, and I would not have gone to that spot. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had to give you one that, that had a little bit of memory to it. But, yo, KOD one night, and, yeah. and oh. I'm there with Deep, and I'm, seeing, and I'm seeing my boy getting stomped out. I mean, stomped out. Jesus. And I was already in a situation where, I, you know, my energy was a little bit low. Yo, I see, as soon as I see my man, yo, I, I, I did the little, the little pito, the little whistle. Yo, we... I mean, we was like a troop of just like energized monsters. I mean, we, <laughs> and we did it for my we we did it for my man, so we could get him up out of there. That's you know survival mode. That's survival nothing. mode, right there. Yeah, it, exactly. And and, and and what you were saying about Kansas City, it might just not for nothing. It it, it might just plant a seed in them that just makes them run through everybody. So I mean, like I said, positive thoughts for Demar Hamlin. Let me ask you a quick question before I bounce. Mm-hmm. If they played that game, let's say this weekend, to any three of y'all, and they said, and ESPN called y'all up and said, yo, 
Levicka, Stone, Jeanette, we need y'all to do the show. Y'all gonna say no? I, uh, nice no, done, that's just, that's just a, What I would that's say. Just a thought. And, and one and one and one more thing before I go. Yeah. ESPN the day after this happened had high school football on TV. Let's just leave it at that. Peace to y'all. One love. You know how we do. Keep it real. One thousand always. Tony, appreciate you. I, what I'll say about that hypothetical that that Tony threw out there, like if ESPN called him. By the way, that would be a good broadcast team. Myself, Stone, Jeanette. Like, I think that would be pretty real. Oh God. Um, we're, <laughs> I just see it a mess right now. I would be crying on the field. Oh, right, right. I would be an yeah. emotional. Jeanette hot would be mess an emotional wreck. Exactly. She wouldn't Are get you through. okay? Yeah. They, Is everything fine? <laughs> you need I, help. I'd be like, I'd be like, and let's go down to the sideline with Jeanette Javier and also, like that. Josh Allen, do you need a hug? Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It would be Jeanette just offering hugs to everybody on the field, and then Stone, look, you got to be a warrior in this game. you got to mm-hmm. go and you got to fight. This is a war. Uh, it would just be... Never mind. It's actually a terrible idea. Um, let's... Uh, where else are we going to, Stone? we got old Joe in Jupe here. Uh, Joe in Jupiter. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. Hello again. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. So, before we get to the football stuff, uh, can I ask, Jeanette, can I ask you a couple of questions about your weed situation? Yeah, for sure. You actually... Shout out to you. you Wait, which type with advice. Jeanette? Which type of weed are we talking? Are we talking about the backyard? Or are we talking about the other kind? I just want to make sure because it is Jeanette we're talking about here. Listen, my mommy would murder oh. me <laughs> if it were the other. Be a mommy murder. Okay, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Sorry, mommy. Definitely the backyard for sure. Well, first of all, <laughs> Jeanette, do you have access? Do you have access to a weed a weed eater? And I'll tell you why in a second. I'm asking. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't. Mommy okay. didn't believe in that. Okay, then areas three and four. Is it a ton of weeds or just a few here? Just a few here and there. Is it just Uh, overwhelming weeds? Yeah, the stones really exist. Go rent your weed eater from Home Depot for thirty or forty bucks if you know how to use one, or find somebody that does or whatever. She can figure it out and kill them with chemicals. Kill them with chemicals, or they're going to be back. They're going to be back the next time you go visit your mommy, and you'll be down on the ground picking them out with your hands and knees again. Just some some advice. Thank you. It doesn't get cold enough here to kill weeds. Yeah, good. well, you can get new nails. Anyways, that's just my <laughs> advice on that. Well, good, good, good luck to you. Okay, on to the football stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, what you said earlier, Ken, uh, right before, right after 1 o'clock, I think the pros outweigh the cons on yeah. why not to have yeah. a game. I mean, first of all, how in the world would they do it? I mean, it's, what would they have, one game? Yeah, Next run, weekend, run I mean, stand, they can't. Yeah, run standalone game, and then it, that presents the scenario where the the and it's a good thought, but then the Bills and Bengals end up being the two teams that I uh, have the shortest rest going into the playoffs. Like, there's just something inherently unfair about that to me. Right, and and what we saw Monday night is something that most of us is uh, I've never witnessed anything like that. The no. only thing I compare to that was when 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 I saw Dale Earnhardt die. Uh, Live on TV as well. Mm-hmm. It's really been a, it's really been a rough, sick week. But I'm glad we're starting to get it back together. The news we heard this morning around 11 o'clock was the best news I've heard in a long time for anybody. Okay. I felt like I knew the guy. And I never even heard of him until Monday night. But it's it's really uh, that's great news. So best of luck for him. We've been praying a lot for him, and I think it's working. So, um, but like I say, I just don't see how they could do it. I think everybody in the league would understand that. What we saw was unprecedented, and you just kind of just accept where you're at and see what happens this weekend, and then move on. I don't, I don't think anybody would really do a whole lot of complaining. I don't know that, but I would assume these players, whether it's the Bills or the Chiefs, I mean Bills or the Bengals or the Chiefs or anybody, would have a problem with almost seeing a guy die on the field and just thinking about all that. And let's just play and see what happens. That's 
that's that's what I think should happen, but that's just my take on it. No, Joe, I'm I'm with you on that and appreciate the call and thank you for the weed insight as well. Um <laughs> I uh I, I I mean, Jeanette, I would be, and maybe I'm being too optimistic, and maybe I'm being too pie in the sky with this, but I would be stunned. I mean, shocked. I mean, floored. I mean, I would jump on the air and eviscerate said team or people if there is anybody in the NFL that would rant and rave and uh, proclaim how unfair it is if the Bills and Bengals don't play that game. Like, it, it, I, I, isn't there a, 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 a modicum of decency here that we can cling on to to uh, have that not be the case? Like, doesn't it feel like that would be insane? Absolutely. Like, a thousand insane. percent. There is, if you want to play the game of football, there's a way to talk about it without being insensitive. Don't pull a skip a and just say things without thinking about this very, very, very heavily emotional conversation. Everything has to be done tactically and with morality. It does come back to reading the room. And we talked about reading the room yesterday. Now, here's the thing with reading the room, though, is that right now, reading the room still, I think, leans towards not playing the game. Of course it does. What happens based on results on Sunday? Are we still going to, when we read the room, is it still going to feel like, that's the path, right? See, now there's where we go, right? Social media just changing uh-huh. the definition of reading the room, uh-huh. right? We're just moving the needle the way we move want. The goalpost. We're, oh, well done. Yeah, We're just gonna move the, here's really, here's really what I'm, <laughs> here's, here's really what I, what I think this boils down to. And I, God, it's so hard when I hear these bags. And the, and the, hey. the, Jeanette, well, Jeanette this is what you guys wanted, no? <laughs> Isn't this what you wanted? This is what you asked Keep for, going. damn it. You know what? Keep you going. guys, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mail you guys a couple plastic bags so you can see <laughs> oh, what the hell I'm going we'll through We'll all right do now. it together. No, I love the fact that Jeanette is legitimately working, working and doing her chores. But it's fabulous. I honestly I'm think, not being paid for this. <laughs> I honestly think that every Buffalo Bill, every Cincinnati Bengal, I think the thing that you're hoping for the most is a green light from DeMar. Like, mm. we want, they want the thumbs up. Because trust me, they, they want to go out there and do it for him, but th- they want his permission, per se. Go get it. Like, go chase that. Like, well, do this. You guys owe it to me. Go do funny. it. It's funny. Tony had that hypothetical. What if ESPN asked us to go call that game? Um, I would actually, as part of agreeing to it, I would demand that we get to meet with DeMar Hamlin's family first before we, we lock in anything. Because I would want that that clearance, right? I would want that um, show of support before I went and just said, oh, yeah, let's go call exactly. this game. Like, I'd want DeMar Hamlin's family to weigh in before I made an ultimate decision. And I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see DeMar's oh, family speak yeah. for him because they feel close enough to do so. And that's then the Buffalo Bills, they will tighten those chin straps and go get after it. Um, on, on Twitter, Philly <laughs> tweets in, I don't want to come off as insensitive, but us military boys deal with this every single day. I think he's, uh, he's referencing like life and death and existentialism and those things. No one ever talks about, should they stop fighting because we lost a brother? That's the tweet from Philly. So it sounds like what he's saying is that he, he disagrees with this, don't put these guys through playing the extra game, like let them take their time mentally, um, and uh, first off, Philly, thank you for your service. Um, I, 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 am, I am treading into waters that I always dread. I don't see 
the comparison between football players who, yes, know the dangers they're going into. It's a very, very high-contact, high-speed sport, but they're not going in there with the type of reality that would lead you to say, I could lose my life. Whereas when you sign up for the military and you're training with weapons designed to murder other human beings and the prospect of going to war, part of being in the military is you are inherently, inherently putting your life on the line for defense of your country, for defense of your people. That is part of the deal, to put it in a very uneloquent way when you sign up for the military. That is not the case with the NFL. So that analogy, that comparison, I don't think it works. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with it as well. Like, and again, I understand that. When you're in the military, you don't get time off. You don't get breaks. I get it. I get it. That's part of the job is to, to, to push yourself to your mental limits in the most dangerous situations any human being will ever find themselves in. But understand that these NFL players, that's not what they signed up for. And so it just sounds like trying to insert military into something where military shouldn't live right now. I don't think there's a bona fide answer when talking about this. I do think this comes down to, like we said earlier, personality, your own personal experiences as well. Are you a football player who has given it all and basically signed off on giving your life away, right? Giving your rights away, all this, all that due to circumstances could be financial, could be injury ridden, all these things. It's all different. But it's all different. What, what I would say, though, Jeanette, I mean, across the street, they've been building this massive multi-million dollar tower from us at, at our location at Phillips Point in downtown West Palm, right? For the last several months, that's a dangerous job. Heavy machinery, iron beams, uh, and, and inclement weather. Like, that's extremely, extremely dangerous. If one of those people on the construction site, God forbid, something catastrophic happens, Right. And these, these people on site see it. I mean, that's a dangerous job too, right? But they didn't sign up. They didn't sign up to defend their country and to, 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 uh, to, to train with weapons designed to murder and to maim, right? Like, we could say that about a ton of jobs, that it's dangerous, and it doesn't mean that you don't give them the time they need to mentally get themselves right to continue that job when they determine that they're ready. Yeah, I actually had this conversation with my sister in the Air Force. Uh, she was in um, police services, so she was guarding the base when she was when she stationed in South Dakota. Her and I are trained for very two different things. Mm -hmm. She is trained with a gun. She knows how to put a tourniquet on. She knows all of these things that in my life I've never put in my position to be trained for. You're folding shopping bags right now. <laughs> exactly. Talking about sports, which I'm very grateful for, don't sure, get me wrong, sure. but... Um, we are trained for two very different things. She is forced to learn CPR. I am not. I'm going to do it now. But it's very two different mentalities where, you know, football players aren't trained to shoot a gun or put tourniquets on. Right. So I, I, it's so, two different scenarios. So let me read you this tweet from Ed. Every talking head ESPN brings on is making it all about themselves somehow and them acting as if playing football is akin to storming the beaches at Normandy. Quote, we put our lives on the line every play, end quote. Really? Must be why one player in NFL history has died on the field. Okay. I, like, 
What? I, I here's here's what I'll say about that. Okay, Ed's not wrong, but Ed's not wrong in a way that I don't think Ed intended himself not to be wrong. The comparisons between military, the analogies that are made between military and war and football and really sports in general are so misguided and so endlessly um, uh, just unbalanced and invalid. One is war, okay? One is training yourself to perform an activity that is meant to kill, right? Like that is ultimately the end game of war is to kill or be killed, right? And how often do we use war and military analogies when it comes to football and sports? If there's anything that I would end right now today other than, well, cancer and world hunger and war, it would be comparing military and war to sports, okay? So I get the frustration of these guys coming on and saying, oh, we put our lives on the line every play, and that is wildly dramatic. It is. From a football standpoint, that is wildly dramatic because uh, it's, it's inherently untrue. But that also speaks to us then, let's stop these analogies with war and football, especially, from here on out. Like I'm totally good with that because one is sure as bleep, not the other. So I would... I would wrap it around. There was a guy on, I don't know if you saw the clip. It did go viral. Plenty of millions of views. The Ultimate Sports Cleveland Show. This guy talked about what's going to happen to DeMar if he no longer can play the sport of football. Mm-hmm. Only been in the saw league this. Only been in the league two years. So his pension, he's far away from a pension. Not sniffing a pension, right? He's not even making a million dollars this year plus bonuses. Exactly. Oh. So if you want to use the direct analogy, putting your life on the line. He might have already made his last check in the NFL. Okay, so let's talk about what life and death is to you, right? That's really what it's going to boil down to. That is life or death. He did put his life. This is the one instance, right? This hasn't happened before. But think about a player in DeMar Hamlin's same position, same age, tears an ACL. Both of them, right? Obviously, never making a check from the NFL. Might have been a stud. Mm -hmm. Might have been a four-year starter at Boston College. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Never going to get a check again. That's death. That's career death. You You didn't take your degree seriously in college. You're dead. You can't go get a real job. You're never going to get a check from the NFL again. So... Yeah, it might not be taking a bullet to the chest, but now you can't provide for your family and you got to go figure out what to do. You got to go to. But there's a path out. There's a path out, though. Like, it's, sure. It's, it's not. It's not it, 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 there is no comparison between war and military and football. There's just not. There's no, not. and didn't Tom Brady go under fire for it? Um, for making he a comment Blackboard, about it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's he what should I'm have. saying. So, he should uh, have. I agreed with that. If you like, you didn't at least defend Tom Brady. I didn't defend him that time. <laughs> right, but, <laughs> that's a good but, point. But so, so you wanted to trade him. So now we're talking Stop, about now we're talking about people who are talking sports, who are folding shopping bags, and sitting here in a chair <laughs> doing nothing, drinking coffee, opposed to arguably the greatest athlete of all time saying that it is like the military. You're going to argue with that. That's tough. It's a tough argument to win. It's not a tough argument to win. There's no right or wrong. There is no comparison to war. Says the person who who we started off a show talking about how violent and vicious and it gladiator is. sport this is. So it is. We, we we do the comparisons there, but when it comes down to actually life or death, obviously we cut it all off. It's it's tit for tat. We could go tit for tat situation for situation. Tom no. Brady said it's like the military. All the players agree with them. Three people who okay. who don't play anymore disagree Stone. with them, and we roll. Stone. The game of football is vicious and it is violent. But a man running down. And bearing down on you on kickoff, and you I staring down you. the barrel of an F-15 
There's no comparison, nor will there ever be a comparison I to it. Ever, 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 ever. So I hate the analogies, and I hate the comparison because there's no comparison. I don't disagree with being in the line of fire of an AR-15, but waking up and having a regime and listening and taking orders from somebody and, sure. and going eat, sleep, and breathing the same stuff. But that, that could be a dozen other things. Too. You're damn right it could. It could be part of the police force. It could be part of being a firefighter. You're it damn right it could. being a construction worker. Exactly. So, so you can go tit for tat here. There's no right or wrong. What I would say, though... What I would say is that if military folks are are feeling sensitive and feeling disrespected because of what football players are saying about how much danger they have in their profession, what I would say is military folks like this 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 Demar Hamlin the subsequent decisions make off made off of Demar Hamlin and I don't mean to come off as as insensitive here but military folks this ain't about you this is not about you you are feeling disrespected because you as a military person are inserting yourself into this football realm this is not about you this is not your world okay we respect you for what you do and thank you for what you do but these NFL players are allowed to talk about the violence in the game they face because it is a violent game. You are making yourself feel disrespected. You are making yourself feel sensitive about some of the things that are being said in the aftermath of DeMar Hamlin, okay? This is not about you. And understand, people with a brain understand there's no comparison between going to war and playing football. Agree with all of that. Okay. If you're in the military... If you're Jeanette's sister and you heard our show yesterday where we played the audio of Kay Adams on her show Up in Adams, say, hey, how has this affected you? You know, And she threw the retirement word out there and Mark said that his sister texted him saying, I want you to retire. I wouldn't be mad if you retired. He talked about, I have a son. Think about how aggravating that is for somebody in the military. It has to be. Just at its core. right? You're sitting there away in God knows where. right? You're forced to go somewhere. You're forced to do things. But and you're that, talking about a guy, you, but that you have that you have that you have willingly and not against your will been placed into. Sure, and, and, and that hasn't been always been the case, and I understand that. Yeah, and I think at a, a high performance level athlete, like you don't have a choice too. You're just better than everybody, and you get forced into being the best on the team at every level, and therefore now you get paid millions to play the game. So you're Mark Ingram, who is a millionaire and is set for generations, been in the league for ten years, and something happens to another guy in an entire another division in a tie another state in the country, and you are now devastated enough to contemplate retirement, mm-hmm. sure. So you're in the military and you had a brother die. Mm-hmm. You don't have the opportunity. I'm uh, Psyche-related, I'm sure you do, to, to dismiss, but you can't. you you got to move forward. I'm saying you're looking to, you are looking to get yourself worked up. If you are going to listen to and read the quotes from NFL players and you're in the military and you're going to take that as disrespect... <laughs> You're looking to get yourself upset. Confirmation That's all bias. I'm saying. You can be upset. It's obviously you're right, and you can be angry with that, but what I'm saying is you're seeking it out. Sure. I love that. You're, you're, you are not secure enough love that. to brush it off. Stop inserting cool. yourself. We are, we are definitely on the same page with that. Uh, Marvin has been waiting patiently in Naples. What's up, Marvin? How you doing? Uh, I'm uh, 32 years uh, service member in the U.S. Army. Thank you for your service, Marvin. Oh, thank you for your service. 11, thank you. Yeah, uh, 11 months ago I retired, and uh, I will tell you there, there's some um, 
I've seen some ugly things. I've administered uh, situations, um, and I've seen my eyes should th- things I shouldn't really see. Sure, absolutely. Um, but um, it's the only similarity. There is no uh, the only, and I mean it's it's a very minute uh, similarity between football and the military. Uh, is I would say is the fact that it's bigger than any one person. We all know what we signed up for mm-hmm. when I, when I, we play football or when we go into the military, even though circumstances are completely different. We all know what we signed up for, and we all know that on any given play, it could be your last. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than the individual. But what happens is, unfortunately, and I understand how every, everything nowadays more than ever is PC and politically correct and we have to say the right things. My heart goes out to that young man, and uh, I've prayed many a night uh, since this has happened, uh, and it looks like the good Lord is going to pull him through. Mm. Um, and uh, we're hoping that this just continues, but it's just bigger. There's, he knows. It's just weird because you can't quite get it from him because he's not in the condition to, to do so. Correct. But he, he, he'd be the first one. I know it. I guarantee it. He'd be the first one. If you ask him, what do you want your brothers to do? He mm-hmm. wants them to say, hey, you go, get, you go get that number one seed and let's play in front of these fans. And that's what he would want. And God bless him. And I know he's going to pull through. I know it. And I think the NFL knows they've already probably scheduled this game. And they're just waiting for him to pull through from a politically correct standpoint so they could announce. Well, and Marvin, uh, appreciate the call, and thank you for your service, and congrats on your retirement. But I also don't think it has anything to do with being politically correct. What I think it has to do is what we've been discussing, and that's reading the room and being politically correct, but also being appropriate and sympathetic to one's family and someone who is in a critical condition in a hospital that's probably why the NFL hasn't announced anything if they rescheduled the game, not them trying to be politically correct. That, that's his meaning of politically correct in but that that's, situation. But, but that's not being – what I'm saying, though, is I don't care what his meaning of politically correct is. His meaning of politically correct, that if that's the case, is not being politically correct. Like, that's not the meaning of politically incorrect well, is, is what the NFL is doing right now. It's being sympathetic to someone who is in the ICU hooked up to a ventilator. Yeah. That. That's that's totally separate thing from being politically incorrect. I hear that. Marvin, all money there. All money. Um, 32 years in the that service. That was a great call. 32 yeah. years in the service claiming. I know DeMar would say, go get that number one seat. It is almost a fact. That's how these guys are bred. And again, just so we're, we're covering all our bases, we don't know for a fact he would say that. I want to make sure I reiterate it. That said, that said, based on what we know about football, and Marvin's right, it's a game that it's taught as team greater than individual. The cause is greater as a group. He would probably go that sure. way. Sure. Right? And because of that, what Marvin was saying, where it's group as opposed to individual, especially in football, it's the same case in military. That is why sometimes I think those lines get so blurred that that's the easy place to go to in analogies in both senses. Football to military and military to football. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. Boldly. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We have continuing very positive news about Tamar Hamlin. Uh, so, Jeanette, this is from Dr. Timothy Pritz. This is the first time, I believe, that we've actually heard from a member of the medical staff, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, so, Dr. Pritz... Uh, meeting with the media, says, quote, Damar has made substantial improvement. It appears his neurological condition and function is intact. We're very proud to report that while he still has significant progress he needs to make, this is a good turning point in his ongoing care. Uh, apparently, Damar Hamlin, as we discussed earlier, has been able to squeeze hands of loved ones in his uh, hospital room. He has been able to open his eyes. No indication yet he's actually been taken off of the ventilator in full. But everybody associated with uh, Damar Hamlin, the Bills, and now University of Cincinnati Medical Center, has pointed out that especially overnight, Damar Hamlin has made significant improvement. He is still in critical condition right now at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, but everything, and it sounds like everything, is pointing in the right direction. And I think the the word to, to describe this best is probably right now, like relief, right? Like that, that seems like the, the one place that your brain goes to. And grateful. And grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. So great news again on Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin. Hey, the South Florida Fair is coming up January 13th. And so uh, you got to get your tickets. You got to get your passes. You got to get the family out there. It's so fun. And as Jeanette and I have so excitedly talked about over the last couple of weeks, the theme this year dinosaurs let's go (laughs) dino make those memories last with tickets to the south florida fair you can get discount tickets on sale now at Publix online southfloridafair.com january 13th in west palm at the beautiful south florida fairgrounds dino might dinosaurs taking over the fair interactive displays educational exhibits dino encounters and excavation zones so much more south florida fair it opens january 13th in west palm discount tickets southfloridafair.com We'll return. Jeanette Javier will get an update on her shopping bag folding as her chores continue courtesy of Mommy as she hangs out with Mommy in Orlando. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LeVick Alive on ESPN 106.3. The doctors for Damar Hamlin are still meeting with the media right now, and they're actually carrying the press conference live on SportsCenter. Um, but apparently, Damar Hamlin, when he woke up for the first time since collapsing on Monday night, he woke up last night for the first time, and he was able to write. He hasn't spoken yet because, well, he's on a ventilator. But he had a pen and paper, was able to write, and one of the first things he asked was, who won the game? How about that? How about that? And that also, to me, Jeanette, shows that he, uh, he's he been able to maintain such good neurological function that he's fully aware of where he was before everything took place. For sure. And uh, I'm more on Stone's side now that he would absolutely want the Bills to snatch that one seed. 
Damar Hamlin. That's the first thing. Damar Hamlin's going to be there at the hospital, completely blowing up my take and my approach to whether or not this game should be played. Thanks, Damar. Too easy. Appreciate it. That was like if the first thing he wrote was who won the game. Yeah. The Bills yeah. better get that one seed. I think we know our answer about what Damar Hamlin will want. I had uh, yeah. an opportunity to play that game. I For had, sure. I had, God willing, he gets through this. His first words would be, go get that ring. So similarly, on brand, on par. It, it, it just how You these, actually wrote that down? I did write that down, actually. For what words. reason? I don't know. It was it was uh, something I was going to develop, but I didn't want to say, go get that ring. But I said, God willing, he pushes through this. It was honestly... Were you putting together a screenplay or something? It was honestly, <laughs> probably when me and you were going back and forth, and I was going to say, no. His first words oh. that he says or writes are going to be, go get that ring. And he says, who won the game? Come on. Stone Bennett will be uh, producing the DeMar Hamlin story, uh, coming to a theater near you. I wish. Uh, summer of 2025. Uh, spring training right around the corner. Uh, Jeanette, can I, what you what you texted last night, can I, can I bring it up? Uh, you can bring it up, but it's not official. <laughs> well, no, then I won't bring it up. What? Here, we'll put it this way. It seems like it seems like your girl is closing in on being back as your in-game host for the world champion Houston Astros at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches during spring training. Is that good? Very good. Okay, awesome. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches, <laughs> it is the finest place to catch spring training, whether it be the world champion Houston Astros, whether it be the Washington Nationals, smack dab in the middle of West Palm Beach. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Spring training tickets on sale now, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The Yankees come through. The Red Sox come through. Jeanette, she's going through, and she <laughs> is the one who entertains you and entertains you during world champion Houston Astros games at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your spring training tickets now. All right, so Jeanette, because she's living with mommy, she is back in her childhood home in Orlando for the month of January. Her mom has dictated if you're going to be on the phone doing this show two hours every single day that you're on the schedule, you must do chores to contribute to the household while you are on the show. It is Jeanette Javier's January on-air chores. Should we play the open one more time? Please. <laughs> okay, we'll hear this one more time because it's a segment now. Here we go. New year, new beginnings, new energy. But if you move back in with mommy in Orlando, she puts you to work. <laughs> Time now for Jeanette's January of on-air chores. There we go. And isn't it fitting Orlando Disney? Great yeah, job by the production staff. Yeah, you went from I don't know what in the beginning to mm -hmm. a little merengue mm -hmm. to I don't know what between the merengue. Uh, and that Disney. was evil, evil music. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and um, all Lang Syne was uh, what that uh, began with. Oh yeah, so uh, props to the production team for the four. Shout out the crew. You can tell the yeah. calendar turned and our budget got replenished <laughs> for the production staff. So we can pay them right now, but things will get progressively worse as we go uh, through the course of the year. Uh, so Jeanette, your chore today was to fold up the shopping bags, uh, the plastic shopping bags that have accrued over the last uh, two years uh, at the Dominican domicile. So where are we at with this chore? Have you completed it? Uh, we're done. Oh wow, we are done here. Two years and work. I was. I was slightly nervous because I didn't want to fold the bags while we were talking about the military stuff. And death. Uh, and yeah. and low-key, I can tell my mommy that this uh, she's on the phone. Uh, I'm 
throwing away the public's one. So that's great. I'm done. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeanette, well done. We're very proud of you. Please send pictures, and we'll put it out on social media. We'll be back tomorrow, and maybe just maybe we'll talk some Dolphins, and maybe we'll talk some College Football National Championship game. My God. For Jeanette, Matt Stone, I'm Ken. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, boy. Jeanette is Hmm? in the Dominican domicile in Orlando with Mommy. Mommy has given her her chore for the day. Again, this is every time Jeanette's on the air in the month of January while she is staying with Mommy in Orlando. She has to do a chore on air because if Jeanette's going to be on the phone for two hours on the show, then Jeanette better damn uh, commit to doing something for the household uh, up there. She literally just came up to me and said, I already have tomorrow's chore. (laughs) Now, now. Now, what I will say in your defense, Jeanette, is I have just put the stipulation of this happening um, when you're on the show. Uh, you're you're on next Wednesday. Um, now, now, mommy is taking advantage of the situation, which uh, is hilarious. I, I told her no. I still have three jobs to work. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not oh, on the phone man. for hours. I'm not talking. This is, her. this is just talking. This so. is great. So it is, this part is of, terrible. It's you part of our new segment, me. Jeanette Javier's January on-air chore. Job one yesterday was only half done, apparently, which was weeding the backyard. Which to- was news to me. <laughs> uh, job two today is folding the plastic shopping bags that have accumulated in the Dominican domicile. Because, uh, again, you never know when you need to use them for a, uh, a bathroom garbage can or a dog poop. And so where are we at now with your uh, your chore, Jeanette? Well, yeah, Ken, uh, looking here on the field, <laughs> the basket has, there is a dent. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Bravo has entered the conversation onto bags on the field. So has Ross, and so has a receipt from December 26, 2020, where I bought with my debit card uh, calendars at 50% off. So wait. Uh, Good this advice means, and an uninspirational one. This means that we are closing in on two years worth of plastic shopping bags based on the receipt. Two full years, two calendar years, no pun yeah. intended, of of shopping bags in this pile, in this basket that you have been tasked with folding during the show. Yeah, this one is from the outlets <laughs> uh, in 2020. Oh, so, man. Going straight down memory lane here. That is phenomenal. Uh, we've been discussing whether or not the Bills and Bengals should actually play their game, uh, finish up their Monday night game. There are playoff implications um, if or if not played. I, 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 What am I even saying? My English is terrible. There are playoff implications if the game is played, and if the game isn't played. There we go. Uh, so the Chiefs right now hold the one seed in the AFC, but if the Bills and Bengals play and the Bills win, then and the Bills win out, the Bills would be the one seed. Um, there are implications for whether or not the Bengals would leapfrog the Bills for the two seed. The Bengals would be eliminated from contention for the one seed if they don't uh, make up the game from Monday. They don't resume the game from Monday. There's a lot on the line, especially considering that uh, the the Bills, a uh, number one seed would mean a lot to them 
with the bye and the path to the Super Bowl going through Buffalo because where have they been tripped up the last two years? That's Kansas City on the road. Um, where have they played excellent in the playoffs? Buffalo at home. The Bengals, though, they've shown that they can navigate the road waters to get to the Super Bowl like they did last year. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? Like I don't think they necessarily are overly concerned where they play, but there's... As you can see, a lot on the line if this game doesn't get played because it throws off winning percentages because the Bills and Bengals will have played one last game. Uh, the Bengals will end up just being handed the NFC Nor- uh, AFC North title if this game isn't played. So there's a lot going on. Should they play this game? Should the Bills and Bengals play this game? I say no because ultimately, when you're talking about the merits of these three teams, they should be able to handle whatever's thrown at them in the postseason if they are indeed that good. And we've been hearing how good they are and uh, their qualifications for uh, being a a Super Bowl contender – I think the right thing to do is just say, we're not going to play this game. We don't need to play this game. Make sure everybody's mentally right. Let's not push the playoffs back a week and then force the Bills and Bengals to be the only two teams that play on a a, a one-week rest while every other team in the playoffs is playing on a two-week rest. I don't think that's fair either. I like the idea of getting rid of the bye week between the AFC-NFC title weekend and the Super Bowl. But other than that, you're doing the Bills and Bengals a disservice if that's your plan, and you're doing them a disservice And well, why don't you play Thursday? Because then that's a short week from their Week 18 game after they played Monday. Obviously, it was a short amount of time, but then they went through, for some of them, the most traumatic experience of their lives on that field. I just don't see the point in playing the game. I think the, the pros of not playing the game outweigh the cons of not playing the game. Does that, does that, does, does that sort of sum it up a little bit cleaner? Yes, but it also comes down to what's more important here. Is it a football game or is it about caring about your brother about on the field? But right. they, they but they care about both. I mean, yeah, why, 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 why are you both. splitting that down the middle? You just are you telling somebody to pick a side. This isn't what this is about. You can't just pick a side and if say I care about my brother. Both, there is a way to honor be- both. They're currently doing it right now and they're currently trying to find a way to do it right now. Yes, I agree that the what did you say the Cons outweigh the pros. The, the pros of pl- not playing the game outweigh the cons of not playing the I, game. I agree. You know, I agree with that. Yeah, and I think I know what necessarily you said. And I think I do too. I I, and and I, I agree with that. But I think if there was a way to prove to people that obviously they cared about Demar Hamlin in the utmost sincerity, and they had a chance to go play for the one seed, every single player in that locker room would say, "Line it the hell up. This is what we do." Demar Hamlin would say, "Line it the hell up." To pick a side and say. Do I care more about him than I do the football game? What are we doing? You can't do that. that, that, that it's unfair. Should the Bills and Bengals You have up, a point, Stone. You and, have a point. And, and, and I see it as well, but again, like it, nothing's going to be perfect with this, right? There's, uh, no, hell there's no. no obvious perfect decision, no brainer. But what I think is, I, and again, I think it goes to where your personality lies. Like I, I err on the side of caution. I'm also very soft. I understand that. But I err on the side of empathy, of taking more than enough time than you need before you have to go back into the into the bleep, right? Uh, and I think, mm-hmm. Jeanette, you're probably in the same spot as me, but I think when we have this conversation, Jeanette, you can tell who played Division One college football here and who didn't. The didn't uh, being you and I. And it's so fun. It's not funny, but it's ironic that Stone is on one opposite end where um, he played D1 mm-hmm. football. And I have and a well. very personal... Yeah. Uh, and I have a very personal issue. With the situation. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, so that's a good point. You have both extremes here. And you can obviously tell with how much we've disagreed with each other on this. 
But that's, to me, I think is the biggest thing here. Stone played the game. I know somebody very personally who has passed. Right. And, and, and what Jeanette is referencing, just so everybody is, is caught up here, so... The term you've heard, commotio cordis, which is um, the, I think, probably the leading hypothetical theory as to what happened to Damar Hamlin, taking the, uh, the hit to the chest that would have thrown off the electrical rhythm to his heart and caused him to go into cardiac arrest. Uh, Jeanette's stepbrother suffered that after being electrocuted doing pool work and actually passed away. Because of it, so Jeanette has firsthand uh, seen the effects, the the most uh, devastating effect of this very rare heart condition that is a leading contender for what ultimately happened to Demar Hamlin on the field on Monday night. Stone playing the game, and then there's me. I'm lucky that I have sheltered myself from all of the um, the scary things in the world, and I've led a very lucky and uh, privileged life. Should the Bills and Bengals Resume the game. Should they play the game? Should they finish what they started Monday night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go back to the phones, and let's go to Tony in West Palm. What's up, Tony? What up, what up? First off, nothing but positive thoughts for DeMar Hamlin. I'm in. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, second off, Happy New Year to y'all. Happy New Year, you know what Yes, sir. Yeah. Jeanette, ponte a trabajar porque mami te va a pelando pelando plátano ya mismo. No, no, oye, esto es una vaina. Esto es una vaina. Stone, you want to translate that? Yeah, yeah. So what they were saying there was it's uh. No, that. Exactly, exactly. Yo, just so um. I mean, what I'm what I'm gonna say is like this. I mean, in a per- and I'm gonna be straight. You know how I do. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, we would all love to see everybody be able to have time, be able to get healthy, and be able to run it back and do all that great stuff. Yep. You know, what I mean, that'd be beautiful. Re- reality is, it's a business, and reality is, it's gonna move forward. I'm I'm actually surprised that anybody would use the words morals and integrity when we're talking about the NFL shoe. We already <laughs> know how we already know how they get down, you know what I mean? Y'all could do a whole month uh-huh. of episodes on that. Uh-huh. Uh, and probably even more. All right. So anyway, moving forward, I'm surprised they didn't have a they weren't you know about to do a concert and everything. You know what I mean? Cuz the NFL style like that. That's how I see. Mm-hmm. It. But so they're going to what I think is how homie said before, if if the if the if they're going to call it no contest, it is what it is. Um if the if the players say they don't want to play it, you know what I mean. It is what it is as well. They should respect that. But I also side with Stone because, I mean, literally, I could give you different situ- situations, but I'm gonna give you PG. Huh? I remember being at KOD one one night, right? And mm-hmm. we at KOD, oh we beat. <laughs> you could have given and me yo. 57 guesses of where this story was gonna start, and I would not have gone to that spot. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have to give you one that, that had a little bit of memory to it. But yo, KOD one night, yeah. And, and, with deep, and I'm seeing, and I'm seeing my boy getting stomped out. I mean, stomped out. Jeez. And I was already in a situation where, I'm, you know, my energy was a little bit low. Yo, I see, I see, I see my man. Yo, I, I, I did the little, the little people, the little whistle. Yo, we, I mean, we was like a troop of just like energized monsters. I mean, <laughs> and we did it for my, we, we did it for my man, so we could get him up out of there. That's you know survival mode. That's survival mode there. right there. Yeah, and, exactly. And and, and and what you were saying about Kansas City. It might just not for nothing. It, it it might just plant a seed in them that just makes them run through everybody. So I mean, 
Like I said, positive thoughts for DeMar Hamlin. Let me ask you a quick question before I bounce. Mm-hmm. If they played that game, let's say this weekend, to any three of y'all, and they said, and ESPN called y'all up and said, yo, LaVica, Stone, Jeanette, we need y'all to do the show. Y'all going to say no? Nice. What I would say. That's just a thought. And, and, one, and, one, and one more thing before I go. Yeah. ESPN, the day after this happened, had high school football on TV. Let's just leave it at that. Peace to y'all. One love. You know how we do. Keep it real. 1,000 always. Tony, appreciate you. I, what I'll say about that hypothetical that, that Tony threw out there, like if ESPN called him, by the way, that would be a good broadcast team. Myself, Stone, Jeanette, I, I think that would be pretty real. Oh, God. Um, we're, <laughs> I just see a mess right now. I would be crying on the field. Oh, right, right. I would be an yeah. emotional Jeanette mess would be an emotional wreck. Exactly. Are get you through. okay? Yeah, they, Is everything fine? <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, and let's go down to the sideline with Jeanette Javier and also like that. Josh Allen, do you need a hug? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It would be Jeanette just offering hugs to everybody on the field. And then Stone like, you gotta be a warrior in this game. You gotta go and you gotta fight. This is a war. Like, it would just be never mind. It's actually a terrible idea. Um let's uh where else are we going to, Stone? We got old Joe and Jupe here. Uh Joe in Jupiter. Hey Joe. Hey guys, hello again. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. So, before we get to the football stuff, uh, can I ask, Jeanette, can I ask you a couple of questions about your weed situation? Yeah, for sure. You actually, shout out to you. Wait, you which type, with advice. Jeanette, which type of weed are we talking? Are we talking about the backyard or are we talking about the other kind? I just want to make sure because it is Jeanette we're talking about here. Listen, my mommy would murder oh. me if it were the other <laughs> one. Be a mommy murder. Okay. okay, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Sorry, mommy. Definitely the backyard for sure. Well, first of all, Jeanette, do you have access? Do you have access to a weed a weed eater? And I'll tell you why in a second. I'm asking. This. No, uh, no, I don't. Mommy okay. didn't believe in that. Okay, then areas three and four. Is it a ton of weeds or that? just a few here? Just a few here and there. Is it just uh, it's a ton, overwhelming it's a weeds? Yeah, the stones really exist. Go rent your weed eater from Home Depot for thirty or forty bucks if you know how to use one, or find somebody that does or whatever. She can figure it out and kill them with chemicals. Kill them with okay. chemicals, or they're going to be back. They're going to be back the next time you go visit your mommy, and you'll be down on the ground picking them out with your hands and knees again. Just some, just some advice. Thank but you. It doesn't get cold enough here nails. to kill weeds. Yeah, good. well, you can get new nails. Anyways, that's just my <laughs> advice on that. Well, good, 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 good luck to you. Okay, on to the football stuff. Yep. I, you know what you said earlier, Ken. Uh, right before, right after one o'clock, I think the pros outweigh the cons on yes. why not to have yeah. a game. I mean, first of all, how in the world would they do it? I mean, it's, what would they have, one game yeah, next one, weekend? One I mean, stand, they can't. Yeah, run standalone game, and then it, that presents the scenario where the, the – and it's a good thought, but then the Bills and Bengals end up being the two teams that uh, have the shortest rest going into the playoffs. Like, there's just something inherently unfair about that to me. Right, and, and what we saw Monday night is something that most of us, is, uh, I've never witnessed anything like that. The only thing that I compare to that was when, when, when I saw Dale Earnhardt die uh, live on TV as well. Mm-hmm. It's, really been a, it's really been a rough, sick week, but I'm glad we're starting to get it back together. The news we heard this morning around 11 o'clock was the best news I've heard in a long time for anybody. I felt like I knew the guy, and I never even heard of him until Monday night. But it's, it's really uh, it's great news, so... Best of luck for him. We've been praying a lot for him, and I think it's working. So, um, but like I say, I just don't see how they could do it. I think everybody in the league would understand that what we saw was unprecedented, and you just kind of just accept where you're at and see what happens this weekend, and then move on. I don't. I don't think anybody would really do a whole lot of complaining. I don't know that, but I would assume 
these players, whether it's the Bills or the Chiefs, I mean, Bills or the Bengals or the Chiefs or anybody, would have a problem with almost seeing a guy die on the field and just thinking about all that and let's just play and see what happens. That's 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 what I think should happen, but that's just my take on it. No, Joe, I'm, I'm with you on that and appreciate the call, and thank you for the weed insight as well. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I, I mean, Jeanette, I would be, and maybe I'm being too optimistic, and maybe I'm being too pie in the sky with this, but I would be stunned. I mean, shocked. I mean, floored. I mean, I would jump on the air and eviscerate said team or people if there is anybody in the NFL that would rant and rave and uh, proclaim how unfair it is if the Bills and Bengals don't play that game. Like, it, it, I, I, isn't there a, 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 a modicum of decency here that we can cling on to to uh, have that not be the case? Like, doesn't it feel like that would be insane? Absolutely. That'd a thousand percent. There is, if you want to play the game of football, there's a way to talk about it without being insensitive. Don't pull a Skip Bayless and just say things without thinking about this very, very, very heavily emotional conversation. Everything has to be done tactically and with morality. It does come back to reading the room. And we talked about reading the room yesterday. Now, here's the thing with reading the room, though, is that right now, reading the room still, I think, leans towards not playing the game. Of course it does. What happens based on results on Sunday? Are we still going to, when we read the room, is it still going to feel like, that's the path, right? See, now that's where we go, right? Social media just changing uh-huh. the definition of reading the room, uh-huh. right? We're just moving the needle the way we move want. The goalpost. We're, oh, well done. Yeah, we're just gonna move. The, here's really, here's really what I'm. <laughs> here's, here's really what I what I think this boils down to. And I, God, it's so hard when I hear these bags. And the and. Hey. The, Jeanette, well, Jeanette this is what you guys wanted, no? <laughs> Isn't this what you wanted? This is what you asked Keep for, going. damn it. You know what? Keep you going. guys, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mail you guys a couple plastic bags so you can see <laughs> oh, what the hell I'm going we'll through We'll all right do now. it together. No, I love the fact that Jeanette is legitimately working. Working and doing her chores. But it's fabulous. I honestly I'm think, not being paid for this. <laughs> I honestly think that every Buffalo Bill, every Cincinnati Bengal, I think the thing that you're hoping for the most is a green light from DeMar. Like, mm. we want, they want the thumbs up. Because trust they, they, they want to go out there and do it for him, but th- they want his permission, per se. Go get it. Like, go chase that. Like, well, do this. You guys owe it to me. Go do funny. it. It's funny. Tony had that hypothetical. What if ESPN asked us to go call that game? Um, I would actually, as part of agreeing to it, I would demand that we get to meet with DeMar Hamlin's family first before we, we lock in anything. Because I would want that that clearance, right? I would want that um, show of support before I went and just said, oh, yeah, let's go call this exactly. game. Like, I'd want DeMar Hamlin's family to weigh in before I made an ultimate decision. And I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see DeMar's oh, family speak yeah. for him because they feel close enough to do so. And that's then the Buffalo Bills, they will tighten those chin straps and go get after it. Um, on, on Twitter, Philly <laughs> tweets in, I don't want to come off as insensitive, but us military boys deal with this every single day. I think he's, uh, he's referencing like life and death and existentialism and those things. No one ever talks about, should they stop fighting because we lost a brother? That's the tweet from Philly. So it sounds like what he's saying is that he, he disagrees with this, don't put these guys through playing the extra game, like let them take their time mentally, um, 
And uh, first off, Philly, thank you for your service. Um, I, I, I am, I am treading in the waters that I always dread. I don't see the comparison between football players who, yes, know the dangers they're going into. It's a very, very high contact, high speed sport, but they're not going in there with the type of reality that would lead you to say, I could lose my life. Whereas when you sign up for the military and you're training with weapons designed to murder other human beings and the prospect of going to war, part of being in the military is you are inherently, inherently putting your life on the line for defense of your country, for defense of your people. That is part of the deal, to put it in a very uneloquent way when you sign up for the military. That is not the case with the NFL. So that analogy, that comparison, I don't think it works. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with it as well. Like, and again, I understand that. When you're in the military, you don't get time off. You don't get breaks. I get it. I get it. That's part of the job is to, to, to push yourself to your mental limits in the most dangerous situations any human being will ever find themselves in. But understand that these NFL players, that's not what they signed up for. And so it just sounds like trying to insert military into something where military shouldn't live right now. I don't think there's a bona fide answer when talking about this. I do think this comes down to, like we said earlier, personality, your own personal experiences as well. Are you a football player who has given it all and basically signed off on giving your life away, right? Giving your rights away, all this, all that due to circumstances could be financial, could be injury ridden, all these things. It's all different. But it's all different. What, what I would say, though, Jeanette, I mean, across the street, they've been building this massive multi-million dollar tower from us at, at our location at Phillips Point in downtown West Palm, right? For the last several months, that's a dangerous job. Heavy machinery, iron beams, uh, and, and inclement weather. Like, that's extremely, extremely dangerous. If one of those people on the construction site, is, God forbid, something catastrophic happens, Right. And these, these people on site see it. I, I mean, that's a dangerous job too, right? But they didn't sign up. They didn't sign up to defend their country and to, 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 uh, to, to train with weapons designed to murder and to maim, right? Like, we could say that about a ton of jobs, that it's dangerous, and it doesn't mean that you don't give them the time they need to mentally get themselves right to continue that job when they determine that they're ready. Yeah, I actually had this conversation with my sister in the Air Force. Uh, she was in um, police services, so she was guarding the base when she was when she stationed in South Dakota. Her and I are trained for very two different things. Mm -hmm. She is trained with a gun. She knows how to put a tourniquet on. She knows all of these things that in my life I've never put in my position to be trained for. You're folding shopping bags right now. <laughs> exactly. Talking about sports, which I'm very grateful for, don't sure, get me wrong, sure. but... Um, we are trained for two very different things. She is forced to learn CPR. I am not. I'm going to do it now. But it's very two different mentalities where, you know, football players aren't trained to shoot a gun or put tourniquets on. Right. So I, I, it's so, two different scenarios. So let me read you this tweet from Ed. 
Every talking head ESPN brings on is making it all about themselves somehow and them acting as if playing football is akin to storming the beaches at Normandy. Quote, we put our lives on the line every play, end quote. Really? Must be why one player in NFL history has died on the field. Okay. Like. What? I. I, here's, Here's what I'll say about that, okay? Ed's not wrong, but Ed's not wrong in a way that I don't think Ed intended himself not to be wrong. The comparisons between military, the analogies that are made between military and war and football and really sports in general are so misguided and so endlessly um, uh, just unbalanced and invalid. One is war, okay? One is training yourself to perform an activity that is meant to kill, right? Like that is ultimately the end game of war is to kill or be killed, right? And how often do we use war and military analogies when it comes to football and sports? If there is anything that I would end right now today other than, well, cancer and world hunger and war, it would be comparing military and war to sports, okay? So I get the frustration of these guys coming on and saying, oh, we put our lives on the line every play, and that is wildly dramatic. It is. From a football standpoint, that is wildly dramatic because uh, it's it's – inherently untrue but that also speaks to us then let's stop these analogies with war and football especially from here on out like I'm totally good with that because one is sure as bleep not the other so I would I would wrap it around there was a guy on I don't know if you saw the clip it did go viral plenty of millions of views the ultimate sports Cleveland show this guy talked about what's going to happen to DeMar if he no longer can play the sport of football. Mm-hmm. Only been in the Saw league this. only been in the league two years. So his pension, he's far away from a pension. Not sniffing a pension, right? He's not even making a million dollars this year plus bonuses. Exactly. Oh. So if you want to use the direct analogy, putting your life on the line. He might have already made his last check in the NFL. Okay, so let's talk about what life and death is to you, right? That's really what it's going to boil down to. That is life or death. He did put his life. This is the one instance, right? This hasn't happened before. But think about a player in DeMar Hamlin's same position, same age, tears an ACL. Both of them, right? Obviously, never making a check from the NFL. Might have been a stud. Mm -hmm. Might have been a four-year starter at Boston College. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Never going to get a check again. That's death. That's career death. You You didn't take your degree seriously in college. You're dead. You can't go get a real job. You're never going to get a check from the NFL again. So... Yeah, it might not be taking a bullet to the chest, but now you can't provide for your family and you got to go figure out what to do. You got to go to. But there's a work. path out. There's a path out, though. Like, it's, sure. It's, it's not. It's not it, 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 there is no comparison between war and military and football. There's just not. There's no, not. and didn't Tom Brady go under fire for it? Um, for making he a comment Black about board. it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's he what should've. I'm saying. So, he uh, should've. I agreed with that. If you like, Jeanette at least defend Tom Brady. I didn't defend him that time. <laughs> right, but, <laughs> that's a good but, point. But so, and so then you wanted to trade him. So now we're talking Stop, about now we're talking about people who are talking sports, who are folding shopping bags, and sitting here in a chair <laughs> doing nothing, drinking coffee, 
opposed to arguably the greatest athlete of all time saying that it is like the military, you're going to argue with that. That's tough. It's a tough argument to win. It's not a tough argument to win. It, there's no right or wrong. There is there's, no comparison to war. Says the person who who we started off a show talking about how violent and vicious and it gladiator is. sport this is. So it is. We, we, we do the comparisons there, but when it comes down to actually life or death, obviously we cut it all off. It's it's tit for tat. We could go tit for tat situation for situation. Tom no. Brady said it's like the military. All the players agree with them. Three people who, okay. who don't play anymore disagree Stone. with them, and we roll? Stone. The game of football is vicious, and it is violent. But a man running down and bearing down on you on kickoff, and you I staring down you. the barrel of an F-15, there's no comparison, nor will there ever be a comparison I to it. Ever, 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 ever. So I hate the analogies, and I hate the comparison because there's no comparison. I don't disagree with being in the line of fire of an AR-15, but waking up and having a regime and listening and taking orders from somebody and, sure. and going, eat, sleep, and breathing the same stuff. But that, that could be a dozen other things. Too. You're damn right it could. It could be part of the police force. It could be par, uh, being a firefighter. You're it damn right it could. being a construction worker. Exactly. So, so you can go tit for tat here. There's no right or wrong. What I would say, though... What I would say is that if military folks are are feeling sensitive and feeling disrespected because of what football players are saying about how much danger they have in their profession, what I would say is military folks like this 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 Demar Hamlin, the subsequent decisions make off made off of Demar Hamlin, and I don't mean to come off as as insensitive here but military folks this ain't about you this is not about you you are feeling disrespected because you as a military person are inserting yourself into this football realm this is not about you this is not your world okay we respect you for what you do and thank you for what you do but these NFL players are allowed to talk about the violence in the game they face because it is a violent game. You are making yourself feel disrespected. You are making yourself feel sensitive about some of the things that are being said in the aftermath of DeMar Hamlin, okay? This is not about you. And understand, people with a brain understand there's no comparison between going to war and playing football. Agree with all of that. Okay. If you're in the military... If you're Jeanette's sister and you heard our show yesterday where we played the audio of Kay Adams on her show Up in Adams, say, hey, how has this affected you? You know, And she threw the retirement word out there and Mark said that his sister texted him saying, I want you to retire. I wouldn't be mad if you retired. He talked about, I have a son. Think about how aggravating that is for somebody in the military. It has to be. Just at its core. right? You're sitting there away in God knows where. right? You're forced to go somewhere. You're forced to do things. But and you're that, talking about a guy, you, but that you have that you have that you have willingly and not against your will been placed into. Sure, and, and, and that I, hasn't been always been the case, and I understand that. Yeah, and I think at a, a high performance level athlete, like you don't have a choice too. You're just better than everybody, and you get forced into being the best on the team at every level, and therefore now you get paid millions to play the game. So you're Mark Ingram, who is a millionaire and is set for generations, been in the league for ten years, and something happens to another guy in an entire another division in a tiny other state in the country, and you are now devastated enough to contemplate retirement? Mm-hmm. Sure. So you're in the military and you had a brother die. Mm-hmm. You don't have the opportunity. I'm uh, Psyche-related, I'm sure you do, to, to dismiss, but you can't. you you got to move just, forward. I'm saying you're looking to, you are looking to get yourself worked up if you are going to 
listen to and read the quotes from NFL players and you're in the military and you're going to take that as disrespect. You're looking to get yourself upset. Confirmation That's all bias. I'm saying. You can be upset. It's obviously you're right, and you can be angry with that, but what I'm saying is you're seeking it out. Sure. I love that. You're, you're, you are not secure enough love that. to brush it off. Stop inserting cool. yourself. We are, we are definitely on the same page with that. Uh, Marvin has been waiting patiently in Naples. What's up, Marvin? How you doing? I'm uh, uh, 32 years uh, service member in the U.S. Army. Thank you for your service, uh, Marvin. Oh, 11, thank you for your service. 11, thank you. Yeah. Uh, 11 months ago, I retired. And uh, Congrats. I will tell you, there, there's some, um, I've seen some ugly things. I've administered uh, situations, um, and I've seen my eyes, should th- things I shouldn't really see. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but, um it's the only similarity. There is no uh, the only, and I mean it's it's a very minute uh, similarity between football and the military. Uh, is I would say is the fact that it's bigger than any one person. We all know what we signed up for mm-hmm. when I, when I, we play football or we go into the military. Even though circumstances are completely different, we all know what we signed up for, and we all know that. On any given play, it could be your last. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than the individual. But what happens is, unfortunately, and I understand how every, everything nowadays more than ever is PC and politically correct, and we have to say the right things. My heart goes out to that young man, and uh, I've prayed many a nights uh, since this has happened, uh, and it looks like the good Lord is going to pull him through. Um, and uh, we're hoping that this just continues, but it's just bigger. There's He knows. It's just weird because you can't quite get it from him because he's not in the condition to, to do so. Correct. But he, he, he'd be the first one. I know it. I guarantee it. He'd be the first one. If you ask him, what do you want your brothers to do? He mm-hmm. wants them to say, hey, you go get, you go get that number one seed and let's play in front of these fans. And that's what he would want and God bless him. And I know he's going to pull through. I know it. And I think the NFL knows they've already probably scheduled this game and they're just waiting for him to pull through from a politically correct standpoint so they could announce. Well, and Marvin, uh, appreciate the call and thank you for your service and congrats on your retirement. But I also don't think it has anything to do with being politically correct. What I think it has to do is what we've been discussing and that's reading the room and Being politically correct, but also being appropriate and sympathetic to one's family and someone who is in a critical condition in a hospital, that's probably why the NFL hasn't announced anything if they rescheduled the game, not them trying to be politically correct. That's his meaning of politically correct in that that situation. But but that's not being – what I'm saying, though, is – I don't care what his meaning of politically correct is. His meaning of politically correct, that if that's the case, is not being politically correct. Like, that's not the meaning of politically incorrect well, is is what the NFL is doing right now. It's being sympathetic to someone who is in the ICU hooked up to a ventilator. Yeah. That. I, that's that's totally separate thing from being politically incorrect. I hear that. Marvin, all money there. All money. 
Um, 32 years in the that service. That was a great call. 32 yeah. years in the service claiming. I know DeMar would say, go get that number one seed. It is almost a fact. That's how these guys are bred. And again, just so we're, we're covering all our bases, we don't know for a fact he would say that. I want to make sure I reiterate it. That said, that said, based on what we know about football and Marvin's right, it's a game that it's taught as team greater than individual. The cause is greater as a group. He would probably go that way. Sure. Right? And because of that, what Marvin was saying, where it's group as opposed to individual, especially in football, it's the same case in military. That is why sometimes I think those lines get so blurred that that's the easy place to go to in analogies in both senses. Football to military and military to football. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We have continuing very positive news about Tamar Hamlin. Uh, So, Jeanette, this is from Dr. Timothy Pritz. This is the first time, I believe, that we've actually heard from a member of the medical staff at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, So, Dr. Pritz... Uh, Meeting with the media says, quote, DeMar has made substantial improvement. It appears his neurological condition and function is intact. We're very proud to report that while he still has significant progress he needs to make, this is a good turning point in his ongoing care. Uh, Apparently, DeMar Hamlin, as we discussed earlier, has been able to squeeze hands of loved ones in his uh, hospital room. He has been able to open his eyes. No indication yet he's actually been taken off of the ventilator in full. But everybody associated with uh, DeMar Hamlin, the Bills, and now University of Cincinnati Medical Center, has pointed out that especially overnight, Damar Hamlin has made significant improvement. He is still in critical condition right now at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, but everything, and it sounds like everything, is pointing in the right direction. And I think the the word to to describe this best is probably right now, like relief, right? Like that that seems like the the, the one place that your brain goes to. And grateful. And grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. So great news again on Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin. Hey, the South Florida Fair is coming up January 13th. And so uh, you got to get your tickets. You got to get your passes. You got to get the family out there. It's so fun. And as Jeanette and I have so excitedly talked about over the last couple of weeks, the theme this year dinosaurs let's go (laughs) dino make those memories last with tickets to the south florida fair you can get discount tickets on sale now at Publix online southfloridafair.com january 13th in west palm at the beautiful south florida fairgrounds dino might dinosaurs taking over the fair interactive displays educational exhibits dino encounters and excavation zones so much more south florida fair it opens january 13th in west palm discount tickets southfloridafair.com We'll return. Jeanette Javier will get an update on her shopping bag folding as her chores continue courtesy of Mommy as she hangs out with Mommy in Orlando. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. 
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. The doctors for Damar Hamlin are still meeting with the media right now, and they're actually carrying the press conference live on SportsCenter. Um, but apparently, Damar Hamlin, when he woke up for the first time since collapsing on Monday night, he woke up last night for the first time, and he was able to write. He hasn't spoken yet because, well, he's on a ventilator. But he had a pen and paper, was able to write, and one of the first things he asked was, who won the game? How about that? How about that? And that also, to me, Jeanette, shows that he, uh, he's been able to maintain such good neurological function that he's fully aware of where he was before everything took place. For sure. And uh, I'm more on Stone's side now that he would absolutely want the Bills to snatch that one seed. Damar Hamlin's, that's the first thing. Damar Hamlin's going to be there at the hospital completely blowing up my take and my approach to whether or not this game should be played. Thanks, Damar. Too easy. Appreciate it. That was like, if the first thing he wrote was who won the game. Yeah. The Bills yeah. better get that one seed. I think we know our answer about what Damar Hamlin will want. I had uh, yeah. an opportunity to play that game. I had, For sure. I had, God willing, he gets through this. His first words would be, go get that ring. So similarly, on brand, on par, it... it, it just how you these, actually wrote that down. I did write that down actually. For what in words. reason? I don't know. It was it was a uh, something I was going to develop, but I didn't want to say go get that ring. But I said, God willing, he pushes through this. It was honestly. Were you putting together a screenplay or something? It was honestly <laughs> probably when me and you were going back and forth, and I was going to say no. His first words oh. that he says or writes are going to be go get that ring, and he says who won the game? Come on. Stone Bennett will be uh, producing the Damar Hamlin story uh, coming to a theater near you. I wish. Uh, summer of 2025. Uh, spring training right around the corner. Uh, Jeanette, can I what you what you texted last night? Can I can I bring it up? You can bring it up, but it's not official. <laughs> well, no, then I won't bring it up. What? Here, we'll put it this way. It seems like it seems like your girl is closing in on being back as your in-game host for the world champion Houston Astros at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches during spring training. Is that good? Very good. Okay, awesome. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches, <laughs> it is the finest place to catch spring training, whether it be the world champion Houston Astros, whether it be the Washington Nationals, smack dab in the middle of West Palm Beach. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Spring training tickets on sale now, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The Yankees come through. The Red Sox come through. Jeanette, she's going through, and she <laughs> is the one who entertains you and entertains you during world champion Houston Astros games at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your spring training tickets now. All right, so Jeanette, because she's living with mommy, she is back in her childhood home in Orlando for the month of January. Her mom has dictated if you're going to be on the phone doing this show two hours every single day that you're on the schedule, you must do chores to contribute to the household while you are on the show. It is Jeanette Javier's January on-air chores. Should we play the open one more time? Please. <laughs> okay, we'll hear this one more time because it's a segment now. Here we go. New year, new beginnings, new energy. But if you move back in with mommy in Orlando, she puts you to work. <laughs> Time now for Jeanette's January of on-air chores. There we go. And 
Isn't it fitting Orlando Disney? Great yeah, job by the production staff. Yeah, you went from I don't know what in the beginning to mm-hmm. a little merengue mm-hmm. to I don't know what between the merengue. Uh, and that Disney. was evil, evil music. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and oh. Auld Lang Syne was uh, what that uh, began with. Oh yeah, so uh, props to the production team for the four. Shout out the crew. You can tell the calendar turned and our budget got replenished (laughs) for the production staff. So we can pay them right now, but things will get progressively worse as we go uh, through the course of the year. Uh, So Jeanette, your chore today was to fold up the shopping bags, uh, the plastic shopping bags that have accrued over the last uh, two years uh, at the Dominican domicile. So where are we at with this chore? Have you completed it? Uh, We're done. Oh wow, we are done here. And I was. I was slightly nervous because I didn't want to fold the bags while we were talking about the military stuff. And death. Uh, and and low-key, I can tell my mommy that this uh, she's on the phone. Uh, I'm throwing away the Publix one. So that's great. I'm done. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeanette, well done. We're very proud of you. Please send pictures, and we'll put it out on social media. We'll be back tomorrow, and maybe just maybe we'll talk some Dolphins, and maybe we'll talk some College Football National Championship game. My God. For Jeanette, Matt Stone, I'm Ken. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We have continuing very positive news about Tamar Hamlin. Uh, so, Jeanette, this is from... Dr. Timothy Pritz, this is the first time, I believe, that we've actually heard from a member of the medical staff at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, so Dr. Pritz, uh, meeting with the media, says, quote, Damar has made substantial improvement. It appears his neurological condition and function is intact. We're very proud to report that while he still has significant progress he needs to make, this is a good turning point in his ongoing care uh, apparently, Damar Hamlin, as we discussed earlier, has been able to squeeze hands of loved ones in his uh, hospital room. He has been able to open his eyes. No indication yet he's actually been taken off of the ventilator in full. But everybody associated with uh, Damar Hamlin, the Bills, and now University of Cincinnati Medical Center, has pointed out that especially overnight, Damar Hamlin has made significant improvement. He is still in critical condition right now at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, but everything, and it sounds like everything, is pointing in the right direction. And I think the the word to, to describe this best is probably right now, like relief, right? Like That, that seems like the, the, the one place that your brain goes to. And grateful. And grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. So great news again on Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin. Hey, the South Florida Fair is coming up January 13th. And so uh, you got to get your tickets. You got to get your passes. You got to get the family out there. It's so fun. And as Jeanette and I have so excitedly talked about over the last couple of weeks, the theme this year dinosaurs let's go (laughs) dino make those memories last with tickets to the south florida fair you can get discount tickets on sale now at Publix online southfloridafair.com january 13th in west palm at the beautiful south florida fairgrounds dino my dinosaurs taking over the fair interactive displays educational exhibits dino encounters and excavation zones so much more south florida fair it opens january 13th in west palm discount tickets southfloridafair.com 
Com. We'll return. Jeanette Javier will get an update on her shopping bag folding as her chores continue courtesy of Mommy as she hangs out with Mommy in Orlando. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. The doctors for DeMar Hamlin are still meeting with the media right now, and they're actually carrying the press conference live on SportsCenter. Um, but apparently, DeMar Hamlin, when he woke up for the first time since collapsing on Monday night, he woke up last night for the first time, and he was able to write. He hasn't spoken yet because, well, he's on a ventilator. But he had a pen and paper, was able to write, and one of the first things he asked was, who won the game? How about that? How about that? And that also, to me, Jeanette, shows that he, uh, he's been able to maintain such good neurological function that he's fully aware of where he was before everything took place. For sure. And uh, I'm more on Stone's side now that he would absolutely want the Bills to snatch that one seed. Damar Hamlin. That's the first thing. Damar Hamlin's going to be there at the hospital completely blowing up my take and my approach to whether or not this game should be played. Thanks, Damar. Too easy. Appreciate it. That was like, if the first thing he wrote was who won the game. Yeah. The Bills yeah. better get that one seed. I think we know our answer about what Damar Hamlin will want I had uh, yeah. an opportunity to play that game. I had, For sure. I had, God willing, he gets through this. His first words would be, go get that ring. So similarly, on brand, on par. It, it, it just You how actually these, wrote that down? I did write that down, actually. For what in words. reason? I don't know. It was it was uh, something I was going to develop, but I didn't want to say, go get that ring. But I said, God willing, he pushes through this. It was honestly... Were you putting together a screenplay or something? It was honestly, <laughs> probably when me and you were going back and forth, and I was going to say, no. His first words oh. that he says or writes are going to be, go get that ring. And he says, who won the game? Come on. Stone Bennett will be uh, producing the DeMar Hamlin story uh, coming to a theater near you. I wish. Uh, summer of 2025. Uh, spring training right around the corner. Uh, Jeanette, can I, what you what you texted last night, can I, can I bring it up? Uh, you can bring it up, but it's not official. <laughs> well, no, then I won't bring it up. What? Here, we'll put it this way. It seems like it seems like your girl is closing in on being back as your in-game host for the world champion Houston Astros at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches during spring training. Is that good? Very good. Okay, awesome. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches, <laughs> it is the finest place to catch spring training, whether it be the world champion Houston Astros, whether it be the Washington Nationals, smack dab in the middle of West Palm Beach. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Spring training tickets on sale now, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The Yankees come through. The Red Sox come through. Jeanette, she's going through, and she <laughs> is the one who entertains you and entertains you during world champion Houston Astros games at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your spring training tickets now. All right, so Jeanette, because she's living with mommy, she is back in her childhood home in Orlando for the month of January. Her mom has dictated if you're going to be on the phone doing this show two hours every single day that you're on the schedule, you must do chores to contribute to the household while you are on the show. It is Jeanette Javier's January on-air chores. Should we play the open one more time? Please. <laughs> okay, we'll hear this one more time because it's a segment now. Here we go. New year, new beginnings, 
new energy. But if you move back in with mommy in Orlando, she puts you to work. <laughs> Time now for Jeanette's January of On Air Chores. There we go. And isn't it fitting Orlando Disney? Great yeah, job by the production staff. Yeah, you went from I don't know what in the beginning to mm -hmm. a little merengue mm -hmm. to I don't know what between the merengue. Uh, and that was Disney. evil, evil music. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and oh. Auld Lang Syne was uh, what that uh, began with. Oh yeah, so uh, props to the production team for the four. Shout out the crew. You can tell the yeah. calendar turned and our budget got replenished <laughs> for the production staff. So we can pay them right now, but things will get progressively worse as we go uh, through the course of the year. Uh, so Jeanette, your chore today was to fold up the shopping bags, uh, the plastic shopping bags that have accrued over the last uh, two years uh, at the Dominican domicile. So where are we at with this chore? Have you completed it? Uh, we're done. Oh wow, we are done here. Two years and worth. I was. I was slightly nervous because I didn't want to fold the bags while we were talking about the military stuff. And death. Uh, and and low-key, I can tell my mommy that this uh, she's on the phone. Uh, I'm throwing away the public's one. So that's great. I'm done. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeanette, well done. We're very proud of you. Please send pictures, and we'll put it out on social media. We'll be back tomorrow, and maybe just maybe we'll talk some Dolphins, and maybe we'll talk some College Football National Championship game. My God. For Jeanette, that's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. The doctors for Damar Hamlin are still meeting with the media right now, and they're actually carrying the press conference live on SportsCenter. Um, but apparently, Damar Hamlin, when he woke up for the first time, since collapsing on Monday night, he woke up last night for the first time and he was able to write. He hasn't spoken yet because, well, he's on a ventilator. But he had a pen and paper, was able to write, and one of the first things he asked was, who won the game? How about that? How about that? And that also, to me, Jeanette, shows that he... He's been able to maintain such good neurological function that he's fully aware of where he was before everything took place. For sure. And uh, I'm more on Stone's side now that he would absolutely want the Bills to snatch that one seed. Damar Hamlin. That's the first thing. Damar Hamlin's going to be there at the hospital completely blowing up my take and my approach to whether or not this game should be played. Thanks, Damar. Too easy. Appreciate it. That was like, if the first thing he wrote was who won the game. Yeah. The Bills yeah. better get that one seed. I think we know our answer about what Damar Hamlin will want. I had uh, yeah. an opportunity to play that game. I had, For sure. I had, God willing, he gets through this. His first words would be, go get that ring. So, similarly, on brand, on par. It. it, it just how you actually these, wrote that down. I did write that down. Actually, for what in words. reason? I don't know. It was it was a uh, something I was going to develop, but I didn't want to say go get that ring. But I said, God willing, he pushes through this. It was honestly. Were you putting together a screenplay or something? It was honestly <laughs> probably when me and you were going back and forth, and I was going to say no. His first words oh. that he says or writes are going to be go get that ring, and he says who won the game? Come on. Stone Bennett will be uh, producing the Damar Hamlin story uh, coming to a theater near you. I wish. Uh, summer of 2025. Uh, spring training right around the corner. Uh, Jeanette, can I what you what you texted last night? Can I can I bring it up? Uh, you can bring it up, but it's not official. <laughs> well, no, then I won't bring it up. What? 
Here, we'll put it this way. It seems like it seems like your girl is closing in on being back as your in-game host for the world champion Houston Astros at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches during spring training. Is that good? Very good. Okay, awesome. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches, <laughs> it is the finest place to catch spring training, whether it be the world champion Houston Astros, whether it be the Washington Nationals, smack dab in the middle of West Palm Beach. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Spring training tickets on sale now, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The Yankees come through. The Red Sox come through. Jeanette, she's going through, and she <laughs> is the one who entertains you and entertains you during world champion Houston Astros games at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your spring training tickets now. All right, so Jeanette, because she's living with mommy, she is back in her childhood home in Orlando for the month of January. Her mom has dictated if you're going to be on the phone doing this show two hours every single day that you're on the schedule, you must do chores to contribute to the household while you are on the show. It is Jeanette Javier's January on-air chores. Should we play the open one more time? Please. (laughs) Okay, we'll hear this one more time because it's a segment now. Here we go. New year, new beginnings, new energy. But if you move back in with mommy in Orlando, she puts you to work. (laughs) Time now for Jeanette's January of on-air chores. There we go. And isn't it fitting Orlando Disney? Great job by the production staff. Yeah, you went from I don't know what in the beginning to mm-hmm. a little merengue mm-hmm. to I don't know what between the merengue. Uh, and that the was Disney. evil, evil music. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and oh. Auld Lang Syne was uh, what that uh, began with. Oh yeah, so uh, props to the production team for the four. Shout out the crew. You can tell the yeah. calendar turned and our budget got replenished <laughs> for the production staff. So we can pay them right now, but things will get progressively worse as we go uh, through the course of the year. Uh, so Jeanette, your chore today was to fold up the shopping bags, uh, the plastic shopping bags that have accrued over the last uh, two years uh, at the Dominican domicile. So where are we at with this chore? Have you completed it? Uh, we're done. Oh wow, we are done here. Two years and worth. I was. I was slightly nervous because I didn't want to fold the bags while we were talking about the military stuff. And death. Uh, and and low-key, I can tell my mommy that this uh, she's on the phone. Uh, I'm throwing away the public's one. So that's great. I'm done. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeanette, well done. We're very proud of you. Please send pictures, and we'll put it out on social media. We'll be back tomorrow, and maybe just maybe we'll talk some Dolphins, and maybe we'll talk some College Football National Championship game. My God. For Jeanette, that's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.